0: In the spirit of looking at modern youth in a positive light and celebrating who they are and also encouraging them to be better and become a beacon of the future, we're looking at the growth points For young people today? What are the most important growth points for modern youth? In other words, what are the things that young people today need to improve in order to become better versions of themselves um, in the future? We we each and every generation has weaknesses and each and every generation has strengths. Now you find that previous generations, right? Every generation that comes before is not always um, um, I'm conscious of the fact that they themselves had weaknesses that they needed to improve upon as a generation they built a world that they then handed over to the generation that came after them and we inherited um, whatever mistakes they made we inherited and so what we want to do is make sure that as young people of today we strengthen ourselves and become very fortified Be- everything that is a weakness or a weakness link we need to make sure that we sort it out so that we pass on a legacy of development, a legacy of of, of being fortified, a legacy of wearing a full uh, meticulous armor of God um, and we do not pass on to the next generation broken things that they they then have to deal with now when I look personally when I look at modern youth. And I I can already picture and and see the number of things that young people have to already deal with before it becomes a very big problem. And now I have to be very clear on the fact that some of the problems that Gen Z's and millennials have to deal with today have nothing to do with them it's 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 problems that we did not create however these are problems that we're faced with and that we're going to have to better ourselves look within ourselves and sort them out one of those is just the way that we we build relationships we are not are a generation that is not skilled at making ourselves uncomfortable at approaching uncomfortable situations head on um you know if you're if you're sitting on a bus and you're sitting next to a stranger, young people today are not skilled at putting their phones away and interacting with the people around them, even if you're at a party at a wedding at a funeral uh we're not good at 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 living within the moment, and I think I wanna really bring attention to that that we need to learn to live within the moment. And and, and I know there are those who think that when they're out and uh, and about and having a wonderful, splendid day, and they take out their phones every 30 to an, minutes to an hour, they think that in taking out their phones and taking pictures of a moment, it is them living within the moment. I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> it's absolutely not. Right? It's absolutely not. And this is something that we need to come to terms with as young people, that we can enjoy a vacation and get on a flight and go on a boat cruise and take a walk at the park, um, hang out with your friends, have wonderful conversations without ever having to pull out your phone because the experience is far richer than what whatever picture you could have taken and looked at in the future. So we really need to work on interacting within one another, engaging one another, having challenging conversations uh, with one another. I think another thing that's a very, very big one that we need to learn is not every problem needs to be solved publicly. I think the the rise of social media and how easy it's become to take information online and make it go viral has made us believe that everything needs to go viral. That every time something happens, you need to record it and then post it online. We're going to have to be a generation that learns that not everything needs to go viral. You need to internalize things. Um, you need to go through some situations and only expose what you're going through with a handful of people. I remember watching a TikTok of uh, a lady who was saying that, uh, complaining basically, that her father was saying that her little sister's wearing clothes that are too short. And she was making her father look like such a villain. And I found that to be so disturbing. First of all, the father's speaking obviously from a place of concern and from a place of care, right? When you're going to challenge someone who is saying, uh, uh, dress modestly dress in a way that that's that sets you up to be a respectable person because i mean you do it at work i mean you wouldn't come to work and challenge your employees and say why you 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 want to oppress me by making me dress appropriately at work there is there's just a concept there is a a social construct that we need to understand so that we're able to respect one another it's a standard it's a value system I need to respect you in the public space and and you need to respect me. And dress code is one of those ways in which we do that. We respect one another. The point I'm getting at is we've become a generation that is so eager and is so looking forward to dragging people on social media, including family. And I find that to be so, so concerning. And it's something that we really need to internalize before it gets terrible, Right. Before it comes back to bite us in the foot, we need to look at it and think to ourselves, do you really want to become a generation that's known for having dragged people on social media, especially on, 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 on Twitter? We do this very much. Another thing I think for me personally, I, I'm really learning to I'm, I'm, I'm not that good at it yet, but I'm learning to not expose myself to everything. Um, and, and, And understanding that my mind is not built to understand and to process every single thing that happens around the world. Whether you like it or not, the more bad things that are happening in the world that you expose yourself to... It will eventually affect you, and it will affect you emotionally. It may come out as um, um, anxiety. It may come out as depression. It may come out as envy. There are certain, you need to fi- we need to learn to filter the things that we expose ourselves to, right? Um, and, and learn to just to be, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Content. Learn to be content with what you have. And the one way in which you can pull yourself out of contentment is by going on social media and feasting your eyes on the content from people who are living lives that seem to be better than yours. And that will cause you a lot of anxiety, feeling like you've been left behind, not understanding that some things take time. A lot of a lot of most things actually take time. Quite a bit of time. You still need to go through the phase of learning the do's and don'ts before you learn, you know, or before you get the be- reap the benefits. And that's okay. We need to understand that going through processes is not a bad thing. It really, really is not a bad thing. Now, we're, we're one of the most indoors generation ever, honestly speaking. Uh, I know we do hiking, we do. Um, um, some of us go to gym, very few of us <laughs> go to gym. Um, and I say this because back when I was growing up, and I know that it was even uh, 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 much better, I should say, uh, for generations previous to my, to my own, um, that there was no such thing as having to make time for hiking because you were doing activities every day. You went out and explored the world every day. You know, um, you you played with friends every day. You interacted with people every day. The skill of knowing that people are not to be ignored. Awkward moments are not to be um, erased or covered, you know, or uh, a band-aid. You don't put a band-aid on an awkward situation by pulling your phone out of your pocket. You engage with it, you know, you allow it to simmer and 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 you allow yourself to take on the challenge of of being in this awkward situation so so think about that, think deeply about that and and what changes would you like to make in order to ensure that you eventually as an individual young person, produce a better version of yourself
1: What are the most important growth points for young people? today. And I personally feel that the most important growth points for young people today is to stay not only informed, but to stay, this is going to sound so strange, but to stay emotionally attached to the information that they have been given. We live in an era of abundance information. We live in an era where we've got uh, too much information. We do not know what to do with the amount of information we've got. Every day you open up Facebook or you open up something, you are uh, bombarded with new information. You're bombarded with a load shedding schedule. You're bombarded with whatever the case might be. And I want to, someone want to use the load shedding schedule as uh, something that I, to explain the way that I feel that we should be emotionally attached to the news and the information that we've been getting. So now, now you get uh, a notification from load shedding that we've been up or down a schedule. Right or, or stage rather. So say we were on stage three. Now you're going to stage four, and then we all get frustrated. Now that is not the <laughs> that is not the type of emotional uh, um, attachment that I want you to exhibit towards news. What I want you to experience with the amount of information that we are getting is I want you to realize that those people that's enforcing low scheduling are simply doing their job. They are part of what they're doing, and We can become emotionally attached when we realize that there's a greater problem in this country currently that needs to be addressed. We very, very easily share facts and knowledge, as was the case with COVID and whatever the case might be, without considering the emotional impact it has on the people that we are sharing it with or or the people that it happened to. Now, now I'm going to use another example to again see if I can better explain myself. In the time of COVID, we had a lot, a lot, a lot of people saying, "Oh, but COVID was manufactured in a factory and COVID was a, was a uh, it's not a natural disease. It was implemented. And we've got all these great ideas of what COVID was. But right? then we also have got these people that think that, now uh, now that COVID's almost gone away, we know that it was fake because it's actually not, no longer, nobody's living in the fear of COVID and whatever the case might be. Now you can have your own understanding of that and you can do your own research on that. However, I'm personal friends of mine have lost their daughter, well, the, the older couple, they've lost their daughter as well as their grandson. Uh, now, the daughter, I must be honest, the daughter was was pregnant at that stage with a grandson. But due to the severity of the COVID that she had, they lost both of them. Now, if you and I go about blatantly making excuses, not excuses, but blatantly going out sharing the knowledge that we have, the information that we have, the facts that we've gained by means of research, we can go at, and I want to put the research almost in air quotation marks, right? Because I don't know if it's honest to God research that we've been doing. But then we go out and say, yeah, oh, but this is fake and you shouldn't live like that or that you should, we shouldn't have lived like that. That was all just a way of them to controlling us. I never know who the when them are. But it's all those things. And what you forget that you are sharing information and facts that happened to real people. And you could be sitting in a situation where what you shared is deeply, deeply hurting the people that you are seated with, uh, or that you're having a conversation with, or that you're having dinner with. The different way that I can put that is the same thing, but just what we do biblically, is that uh, we, you might have this perception, or you might be of the conviction rather, that whenever you commit suicide, whoever commits suicide will go to hell, right? And we've got all these biblical ways to explain it and to teach people that, yeah, listen, if they commit suicide, they're going to hell, there's no two ways about it. And then we sit in a conversation and we share these this knowledge we share this facts, this research that we have that we have done with regards to suicide and in actual fact, you do not realize that the people that you are talking with uh is not only perhaps considering suicide but is also um uh, I want to say uh, uh, they. Someone very close to them might have committed suicide. They, uh, I don't know, it's not a patient, but I can't find the word now. But they, they are a victim. There we go. Thank you. We are a victim of suicide, right? Sitting there, telling them that their son or daughter or parent, for that matter, is going to hell because they committed suicide because you've done all this research and that's how it's going to work, is not helping them. And the problem is that in the the growth point that I personally believe the young people of today need to learn is that we need to learn that we are inundated with information. We are inundated and bombarded with facts every single day throughout our existence. But we need to know to become emotionally attached to these facts in order for us to know what we should do with this wisdom. Or this knowledge rather. Now the Bible uh, explains it by, by means of calling it wisdom and, they've it, and they call it knowledge. So that's how the Jewish people would have uh, approached this sort of phenomenon that we are living with now. And what they would call or what the Old Testament would say is what we now call knowledge. Or, or facts or research or information would have been called knowledge. Right? Something that you know. It's just in, in, ingrained in your memory or whatever the case might be. Wisdom is knowing how to apply that knowledge and when to share that knowledge. That's where actual wisdom comes in. So if we are emotionally attached to the wisdom or the the knowledge that we have been gaining through studies or research, whatever we know, we will know when to share it. And I think sometimes to a much greater extent, we will know when not to share the information or uh, bombard people with the amount of research which you've done. And according to me, that is the most important growth point that we need to have in young people's lives today.